Hey, what's going on, guys? Welcome back to the Jeremy Scott Finch podcast and radio show. Coming to you on a Wednesday around noon here before I pop into my own workout. But I've got this requested at least probably 300 times in the past, I would say, three months alone. Um, how I eat personally, uh, which I've touched on before uh, in previous podcasts and the intermittent fasting one and the tracking your macros, but I'll go over in detail for you guys who are interested in, you know, how I personally eat, uh, you know, kind of day to day, uh, when I'm at home, when I travel around the holidays, all that stuff. And then I'll give you kind of the real food basics of what I would suggest you guys to do, which mirrors, you know, kind of what I'm doing. Um, with that said, uh, really quick, if you guys are listening to this on November the 28th, uh, I just posted an IG story that BJ Gadur and I are thinking about doing an event here in, in Scottsdale, Arizona, probably late January, early February, kind of like an intensive like workshop in terms of fitness, nutrition, training, Q&A. Uh, we'll have our sponsors do a lot of really cool shit for you guys as well. Um, so if that's something that interests you guys, you're listening to this, obviously, if you're listening to it before, you know, the middle of January, uh, shoot me a DM, send me an email, leave me a comment. It, hey, that'd be something you're interested in. Um, we promise to keep the group extremely small and intimate so we can create you guys a, a ton of value, a lot of one-on-one stuff. And obviously, we'll have a ton of fun when you guys are here. You get to chat with us, do all the normal stuff. But you'll walk away with a huge foundation of skills you guys can probably use for the rest of your life in terms of training, nutrition, whether you guys are you know a beginner, intermediate, or advanced level person, even fitness professionals. I think it'd be great for you guys as well. Um, but again, if that interests you, hit me up and uh, we'll make it happen most definitely. So more details on that will come uh, probably later in December. But if it's something you think you'd be down with, uh, hit me up. So with that said, today's podcast, uh, how I eat uh, kind of day to day. Obviously, if you guys have been listening for a while or re, you know, have read any of the stuff I put out, uh, intermittent fasting is the, the school I, I kind of grew up in and have been you know, doing for the past you know, over 10 years now at this point. And uh, you know, when I started out, it was kind of like the you know, 11 to 7, 12 to 8 window. Now I typically eat most of my meals, you guys, probably between 3 o'clock and I would say eight o'clock. Um, if it extends out because my work schedule is busy, I would say probably between 3 p.m. and eight, nah, maybe nine, 10 at the latest. So the biggest window I probably eat in now is probably 3 p.m. Uh, to 10 p.m. Most days, honestly, you guys, it's probably between three and eight or three and nine, somewhere in that window. So I eat, you know, kind of in a, you know, five to seven hour window at the most. Uh, 90% of the days, or maybe I would say 80, 90% of the days, I'm eating two meals per day. So two bigger meals. I get all my macros in in those two meals. That tends to work better for me. I'm not prescribing that for you guys. You have to know your personality type, your goals, and what you're trying to do. If you're a dude out there who's you know smaller and he's trying to gain mass, probably two meals might not be enough for you in terms of, of how much food you have to have coming in. If you're someone looking to get you know leaner or smaller and you can kind of manage around there, two meals might work for you. Uh, the rest of the time, I eat you know typically one big meal that day, uh, and I'll dive into that in a second. But for most days, you guys, I wake up you know before four o'clock in the morning, so three fifty a.m. My alarm goes off. I'm up and I'm just working. Uh, basically, I go through. It's just water, coffee, you know, maybe a Powerade Zero or something with flavor, you know, so I can keep my sanity. And then uh, I'll typically jump into a workout basically running off of just, you know, espresso, water, BCAAs, creatine. That's probably the only thing I take. Athletic greens as well. And I typically do my athletic greens either early in the day or before my first meal, just depending on my schedule and how I roll. And that's it. Uh, So typically I'll roll into a workout having ate basically nothing at all. 
other than fluids. And then I'll train and then I'll go have my first meal uh, when I get home, usually around probably 3 o'clock or 3.30ish. Sometimes it goes as late as 4 or 5, but uh, for the most part, I would say around 3, 3.30ish is when I'm eating. Uh, and then for me, you guys, obviously, uh, I'm a you know higher protein higher fat, lower carbohydrates for the most part during the week. Uh, Again, not keto stuff, not super crazy. Um, I used to track everything on pen and paper for years before my fitness pal came out. Then I did my fitness pal for a long time. Now, admittedly, I don't track it every single day. I don't write it down. But again, I'm eating the same shit. Uh, you know, most days, or I revolve probably the same four or five meals uh, throughout the day. So if I go home, uh, that kind of post-workout window, for me, it's, you know, usually like eggs, uh, if it's turkey sausage or steak or some other kind of protein and like cottage cheese kind of mixed together, uh, usually some greens, whether that be, you know, Brussels sprouts, asparagus, something like that. Uh, and then if I have carbohydrates in that meal, usually for me, it's like uh, oatmeal. Uh, we use this, I don't even know the kind it is, like a specific kind of oatmeal. It has a little bit of fake uh, sweetener in it. So it's like a like an apple cinnamon. Again, the sugar is one gram in it. So again, relatively low. Um, I typically throw that in and that's kind of what I'll do um, for that first meal. And again, the protein is going to vary you guys. So anywhere in that first meal, I'm probably looking at between 50 to, you know, 75 ish grams of protein, depending on how much I need to, to pump in and how hungry I am. I kind of gauge it off that. Uh, and if that's around, you know, three, three thirty ish, that next meal won't come until, you know, probably about five hours later, like around eight, eight thirty ish. And again, that second meal for me typically, uh, for you guys is, Usually if it's ground turkey or steak or fish or something. And then again with usually like a cottage cheese, which I've been on a huge kick lately. I don't know why. And then uh, a ton of greens as well. And again, I might do another oatmeal, uh, even maybe cut up a banana, put it in there and it kind of gauge uh, off that. Um, and if I'm really, you know, starving and, and I crush it workout wise, I'll do like a enlightened or a halo top or something, which, you know, if I crush the whole container, which is super easy to do. Uh, that's a bulk of the carbohydrates for the day because that's about 60 carbohydrates in that alone mixed in with the other greens and the oatmeal and everything else. The numbers tend to add up relatively quickly. Uh, there's a ton of other stuff that goes into my day outside of that, you guys. But if you're looking at the overall, I'm eating two big meals per day based on how I feel, how I'm moving and what my goals are, you know, at that time frame. So that tends to work for me. If I'm on the days where I'm doing just one meal, it's usually a day where I'm probably not eating something that is, you know, perfect. So if we were say we're going to go out to dinner and I'm going to be, you know, my inner fat kid, I guess I'll go out there and I just crush, you know, whatever I can that day in just one big meal. So I'll probably fast a little bit longer that day, go out to dinner at, let's say six or seven o'clock and eat, you know, 27 tacos. And that's what I call my dinner. Or if I'm going to go out to, you know, like if it's, you know, we go in and out burger for you guys in the West coast, I go crush, you know, a bunch of double doubles, a shit ton of French fries, and, uh, you know, maybe even do like a halo top or an enlightened after that. And that becomes my day. I don't really track the macros. I don't worry about it. And then I wake up the next day. I fast again, and then I'm back to my normal routine of doing my two meals of mostly protein, produce, healthy fats, uh, and water. Uh, so that's it. It's not really complex. It's, it's pretty basic. I kind of revolve around the same stuff. I go to this place uh, here behind where we work. I basically get a mix of, if you guys follow it on Instagram, it's basically chicken, broccoli, cauliflower, maybe sweet potatoes, and some hummus. And again, it's a ton of food that's packed into there. It's probably weighs, you know, a good pound, uh, which is a shit ton of food to eat at one time. And that's what I do. And then again, the dinner can be, you know, if I do, if I'm doing steak, you guys, or carne asada or something, or ground turkey, I'm eating like literally a pound of meat uh, at one time. And then all the greens and everything else uh, around that. I don't uh, eat a bunch of shit. Um, probably the worst stuff I eat throughout the week would be like if I did have a Halo Top or an Enlightened, maybe a Power Crunch Bar here or there, uh, or a Chia Bar, something uh, pretty basic and simple. Just because I like to, I like to feel leaner, 
and that's just, I, I feel better every single day. Besides the vanity aspect of it and just looking the part, I feel better when I eat certain foods and, and I know what I can and can't eat. Like for what it's worth, like let's say we got a young kid here, uh, he's 24, he's trying to be big, you know, so he eats every fucking two hours and his food makes the office smell like shit, uh, which is you know, it is, we all go through that phase. The point of me sharing that is he like loves Chipotle. So we get him these Chipotle cards for his birthday and he goes there. I know I can't eat Chipotle just for me, how my body is. I can't, it's too spicy for me for whatever reason. Uh, I'm like a, you know, I'm like a a little kid. I just, I can't handle it. So no, even though I I enjoy the flavor of it, me knowing having enough body awareness and self-awareness eating that makes me feel a certain way. And for most of the time now, that's why I'm not eating things is because I feel a certain way when I eat them. Like I love pizza and I used to back in the day when I have like quote unquote like your cheat day or treat meal, I would go crush like this place called Oregano's here in the Valley for you guys who are familiar. The pizza is amazing by the way. I would go crush literally like two pizzas because I couldn't have just one, right? So I do like sausage and pepperoni and like barbecue chicken and do this thing like called the pazuki, which is basically like a warm cookie dough and a skillet with ice cream on top. And all that shit is amazing and I still love it. I go, but I would eat all of that at one sitting and then feel like just the grossest most uncomfortable human for the next day, day and a half. And I would feel like shit. It would drain my energy. I would be lethargic and going to the bathroom would be like a nightmare. And so I just didn't really enjoy doing that anymore. So now it's not just how I look, which is part of it, but I don't want to feel like shit later that night or the next day. And that's why I keep my stuff mostly real foods and whole foods. And again, in terms of me, you know, I'll walk through where I get most of the the proteins, carbs, and fats from. Uh, But literally on a week-to-week basis, we have kind of our same handful of meals. So most of my protein, you guys, will come from, you know, chicken, uh, turkey. Uh, I do like steak. Uh, Fish, certain kinds of fish I like. All the shellfish, I think, are dope. And again, like cottage cheese, eggs, egg whites, maybe once in a while, like some Greek yogurt or something. But for the most part, uh, chicken turkey and steak and fish and like cottage cheese and eggs are probably the biggest protein sources for me. And then in terms of fat, uh, for us, we cook with coconut oil. We cook with olive oil, obviously the egg yolks, obviously chia seeds. Um, We do avocados too at our house. Uh, Also like flax seeds are great. And then I have a hard time with self-control in terms of peanut butter, almond butter. So typically we buy the individual packets at our house because if we buy the full jars, um, I can crush a jar of peanut butter in a day easily. Sometimes at this point, I can probably stretch it out to two days. Uh, But for the most part, a, a full jar of like peanut butter or almond butter doesn't make it more than probably... 48 hours at my house and oftentimes not more than 24. So you just have to know yourself. And so we don't keep a lot of stuff in the house, a lot of bulk stuff. We, we buy a lot of individual things. And even the oatmeal that I eat comes in these individual packets. And I think each packet is about 18 to 20 grams of carbohydrates. So I know if I have two packets, it's about 40 carbs and I can kind of roll with my day that way. So it's easier for me. So having things around like you know, mixed nuts and trail mix is not a great idea for me because I know I personally can't handle it. If you guys are going to do the trail mix route, I would say do things like, you know, almonds, walnuts, and peanuts, or make your own trail mix, you know, with raw almonds and cashews and and kind of the the peanuts that way. You don't need all the other M&Ms and chocolate and raisins and dried fruit in there, which honestly does make it taste fucking amazing. But again, we'll crush your macros and any goals if you guys, in terms of if it's fat loss, if you're trying to gain size, by all means, crush trail mix all day, you'll gain weight rather easily for sure. 
So for me, that's the protein sources and the fat sources. Uh, in terms of carbohydrates, again, like I mentioned, uh, Brussels sprouts is probably the biggest one that I do. Uh, we do do asparagus a lot in terms of greens. Uh, I also don't mind broccoli and cauliflower. Uh, other denser ones, again, like I said, oatmeal, we'll throw sweet potatoes in. Uh, I don't do a ton of beans, just it's not my thing, but that's usually where it comes from. I'm not a huge, you know, bread or, you know, flour, rice person. Not that I don't enjoy it, but again, uh, for me, the numbers do add up relatively quickly and there's just certain things if I kept like Ezekiel bread around at my house, then I want to keep peanut butter around or maybe like a low sugar jam and now I'm eating PB&Js and all of a sudden I weigh 250 pounds, you know, before I know it. So for me, it's easier not to have that stuff around. So again, those are probably the most common vegetables and things that we eat. If I do go fruits, uh, I'm just like you guys, I love fruit. So if we do bananas, it's usually that and I'll buy like one at a time again because if I buy four bananas, I'll eat four bananas. So that's what I try to do. Even if I know it's not within the macro ranges, if I get hungry and they're there, I tend to go crazy. So usually what I do is I'll take, you know, half a banana, cut it, throw in the oatmeal, and I'm good to go. If it's that, also like apples are probably my other big one. Outside of that, we'll do the normal berries, blue, back, ugh, blue and black, and the raspberries are probably the other ones. But I don't buy a ton of other things like that just for the fact that I know uh, if it's around, I tend to overeat. So for me, you guys, it's not just, you know, hey, Jeremy, what do you eat? It's not just what you're eating. It's knowing your personality type and what you can handle and, and, you know, how long you can fast for if you're from the fasting world. You know, it's, I think most people are, are successful if they come from the intermittent fasting world just because it gives you a set of rules you do live within. And it allows you to say no to certain things because it's not in your eating window. The only downfall I do see of it is if people do wait too long and they get too hungry, and then they get to kind of the fuck it point in their brain, and then they just start to eat everything because they're so hangry, they'll almost bite somebody's arm off for food. So in that case, it doesn't work. But for me, I have enough mental fortitude at this point because I fucked up enough early on. Now I know I can wait if I need to. Uh, and for you guys, simple tips, what I would suggest is just like I do, drink a ton of water every single day. I would say like at least 100 ounces is ideal or at least probably half your body weight I think is the goal. And again, that can be a mix of, you know, I think water for the bulk of it, but even things like Powerade Zeros or throwing BCAAs or some kind of flavor in your water I think is fine. Again, for you guys, if you're looking to, you know, have enough lean tissue in your body, you have to eat a decent amount of quality protein. I mean like legit protein. I love mine from Whole Foods. Admittedly, I don't take uh, protein powder at all anymore. Honestly, I, I don't think I've had a a protein shake probably in like three years, maybe even longer. Uh, I have nothing against it. I think protein powders are great if it gets you to your goal and you have a hard time eating as much meat as I do. Uh, for surely use it and do it. For most people, one to two scoops a day is plenty. And for you guys, you know, eating maybe 0 0.8 grams to a gram per pound you weigh is going to be plenty. For you guys out there who are smaller, Anything over 100 grams for a lot of you guys is probably sufficient. But again, you can go all the way up to, you know, probably, you know, one gram per pound, I think is more than enough for a lot of you guys. And then for many of you, if you're not from the fasting world, and again, you're not going to do it, or even if you are, um, you know, eating, you know, protein, produce and water uh, with every meal is ideal. Or if you're a person who eats on a schedule, whether it be, you know, you're eating twice a day or four times a day, five times a day, just make sure every meal consists of, you know, basically made up of protein, greens, whatever produce you want. And then obviously water is filling the gap. In terms of sugar, you guys just keep it, you know, 
obviously limited, I would say, like just like I do. Uh, you don't need a ton of you know cupcakes and candy bars and waffles every single day. Those things would be considered, you know, like treats or cheats. Maybe you have them once or twice a week, depending on your goals. But plan for them and, and have them mapped out. Don't just do them randomly on a day because you feel like it. Or if you know you've been in a deficit for a certain amount of days, then if they fit in on a day you squat or deadlift or push sleds or you're more aerobic, then for certainly give it a shot as long as it fits in with your overall goal. But again, for a lot of you guys, uh, sugar does add up. It creeps up. It's in a lot of things that we don't realize. So, um, you know, reading labels and being really aware of what's coming in and tracking into my fitness pal. If you've never done that before, you guys are doing your body a huge disservice of not knowing what's really going in and what goes into foods. And I'm not saying you have to track it forever, but like anything in life, if it's important to you, we typically track it like your retirement, your bank account, how much gas is in your car, things that you want to know, you know, if they're going up, if they're running down. I think macros and tracking it are the same thing. And again, for a lot of you guys, I don't think you be you need to be eating a ton of, you know, if your goal is fat loss or to be as lean as possible, you don't have to be eating sandwiches and pasta and pizza on a regular basis or you don't have to be doing it multiple times a week. Just for the fact of it does add up rather quickly and those things are very, they're just very dense. Uh, and again, if it fits your macros and your goal for certainly do it. But again, I just know me personally, uh, when I cut that stuff out initially early on training wise, uh, I was much more efficient. I felt better and I was leaner on average. And then obviously comes alcohol. Me personally, I don't uh, I don't really drink booze other than maybe a handful of times a year, uh, basically out of social pressure, uh, hanging out with, you know, old friends that I might see once in a while, maybe going to a, a baseball game, you know, in my you know home city uh, with my best friend and hanging out and doing that. So very rare and special occasions. So for you guys, I think limiting uh, alcohol consumption is probably ideal if you really want to, you know, have optimal health just because your metabolism, basically things are shutting down when we're drinking booze because it's taking precedence. And again, we have a whole podcast on alcohol and how it affects you. So I don't drink it for multiple reasons, but one of them being obviously I want to feel good. And again, I'm not 21, so I can't go out and have 14 beers and wake up the next day and like, you know, rally and do it again. If I have, you know, 14 beers, I feel like a bag of shit the next day and like I got hit by a bus. And so now it's not just stealing my health from me, you know, for one day, it leads into one day and two days and so on. And so that's, kind of the way I eradicate it. And again, it's just my, you know, two cents for you guys. You can do what you like, but that's how I eat and that's kind of how I go about it. Again, most of my day is based off of A, eating real food. And when I eat, I ask myself the question, you know, what purpose is this going to serve me? And not that every single bite of food you have to have has to have a purpose and a focus, but it's kind of like budgeting for your lifestyle. Like when you get paid money, it's important to know like where every dollar is going. So every dollar has an assignment. This goes to my mortgage, this goes to my gas, this goes to insurance, this goes to, you know, having fun. And food is kind of the same way. It's when you eat something, okay, the protein is to build muscle. The fat is to keep me, you know, my brain working and keep me healthy. The carbohydrates are used, you know, for me to have energy to go on this run later. So everything kind of has a focus. And if it's, you know, drinking three beers, that's for social enjoyment and having fun or to get a buzz. Whatever it is, you're giving it an assignment. But just know when you map those things out, the having fun and doing it just for the flavor and the taste and enjoyment fills a certain bucket. But that can't be the bulk of what you're doing or you're never going to look and move and feel the way that you guys want to. And that's kind of how I prioritize everything. So again, it's pretty simple. It's, it's pretty cut and dry. It's pretty black and white. And again, for me, 
in terms of you know cheats and treats, I typically take two meals per week and just kind of punt them and uh, you know eat whatever I want and do whatever I want. I don't track and I don't really give a shit. But even in that context, I'm still mindful of it because like I'll give this example before. I'm sure I've said in the podcast. Like I remember looking at like I like cheesecake from Cheesecake Factory. I don't know who doesn't because they have like eight million kinds. Whether you like chocolate or traditional or cinnamon or whatever the fuck your thing is, like they have something for everybody. But when you really Google the nutrition facts of what a one piece of cheesecake is at Cheesecake Factory in terms of like sugars, fats, and calories, you're talking like probably 1,500 calories for like one piece. Now, if you're a dude like me, I like multiple pieces, so I'd want to get at least two. So me going there, and I can crush two pieces easily, and no one can give a shit. I probably feel like ass, you know, after I ate it the next day, but I would for surely eat two because that's how I roll. I like variety. So it'd be like 3,000 calories and probably like 250 grams of sugar. There's no way you know, I'm going to feel good after eating that. So even now when I say I go, I have a cheat and I don't care what it is, it's not completely true because I still in the back of my mind, I'm mindful of if I eat this, how is it going to make me feel the next day? And so those days for me are very rare. It's probably like Thanksgiving or like a Christmas or something like that when it's like, you know, stuff we eat very rarely. So if it's like pumpkin pie, for example, I think like in at Christmas or when Thanksgiving was just like a week ago, I think I crushed like half a pumpkin pie and half an apple pie by myself and like smothered it in Cool Whip like a complete loser. Uh, but it tastes amazing. And again, I do that like once, maybe twice a year uh, total. So again, and again, I wake up the next day and I, and I for surely do pay for it. So, but for the most part, even when I'm having cheat stuff, you guys, it's typically real food. Uh, maybe if I have something that's not, it might be cinnamon rolls or I stick something in I just and I roll with it and again. But those things are few and far between. For the most part, even when I go off the plan, it's still real food. It's just an abundance of that. So maybe more carbohydrates, you know, more fats, more proteins or something in between. So for you guys in terms of like a sample of, you know, what we suggest, uh, like a normal healthy eating day, if you guys have no clue. Again, we have a lot of this free stuff uh, on our YouTube page. If you message me, uh, we have PDFs of a lot of these, of like uh, restaurant guides, smoothie guides. All this stuff is completely free. So you shoot me and say, hey, Jeremy, I'm interested in looking at, you know, like what a sample meal day would look like. And I could shoot this over to you. But for a lot of you guys, if you're, you're trying to go with like a, you know, higher protein, higher fat, lower carbohydrate kind of a day, and you ate, you know, the, the old school, you know, like, like three, four meals and two snacks, if you're eating, and if you're doing that many feedings per day, you could wake up, have a couple eggs, some slices of bacon, maybe throw some spinach in there, boom, you're good. And then like, if you had a snack later in the day, if it was maybe like basically just, you know, some cottage cheese, and you know, six ounces or so and like half an apple, boom, you're done. And then if it was like maybe lunchtime, you guys are doing like your turkey breast or like a chicken salad, you know, with like green beans, whatever it is. Later at night, you might have a steak fillet or even if it's fish and like, a, you know, a couple cups of broccoli. And then later at night, if you had like, you know, a chocolate protein shake, uh, maybe with, you know, some mixed nuts or whatever else, like a really basic, basic day. And I know everybody wants like the holy grail of like, what's the perfect meal plan and what's this. And I'll do a different podcast on why we don't make meal plans and why they're completely worthless. But the idea is to understand for you guys, mostly a, how many times I'm going to eat per day. If it's two meals, three meals or four meals and be, you know, somewhat committed to that and then understand mapping out. If nothing else, if you don't do full meal prep and have a program, which for most of you guys starting out, I would suggest to do have a plan, do the meal prep, whether it be like every, you know, Sunday or Wednesday or do find a pattern that works for you. 
But if you're not willing to do that, at least the night before, map out what you're going to do the next day. So for me, it's like, okay, I'm going to eat two meals tomorrow, which I, and for me, it's, it's, it's binary now. It's just very, it just goes together. It's simple. I know what I'm doing. But for you guys, if you're going to eat, okay, I'm going to eat three meals tomorrow. Now, meal one is probably going to be this. Meal two is probably going to be this. And meal three is probably going to be that. And for most of you guys, if fat loss is the goal and we're looking to be leaner, it's obviously controlling the overall calorie deficit. And again, carbs aren't the enemy. Fats aren't the enemy. Proteins aren't the enemy. Overeating is the enemy. But again, for most of us, if I'm generally speaking, carbohydrates are always going to add up and come in abundance. So that's why we, we preface it this way. If you start the day off, you know, having being proteins and mostly greens, it buys you some space later in the day in case things go awry or you're going to make some other choices. And so for me, waking up and starting the day off with you know cereal or pancakes is like the worst fucking choice you can make because the rest of your day is kind of screwed. It's like when you go do day drinking with your friends, you know, like on a Saturday, you're going to tailgate, you drink 12 beers. The odds of you later in the day going to work out, do mobility, have a protein shake and eat just, you know, fish and greens is pretty fucking minimal because at 10 o'clock in the morning, you're pounding beers and eating nachos. You typically aren't making better choices later in the day. So what I tell people is start off the day as perfect as you can be, make the best choices possible. And then if later in the day, something goes awry, you've allotted yourself a little bit of time and space for that. And that's typically what I do as well. I try to always make, you know, the first meal of my day, you know, be completely on point and there just in case like something does come up on the random chance. But for the most part, I'm pretty committed, you know, to eating, you know, a higher protein, higher fats, you know, lower to moderate carbohydrates. And again, I always play off how I feel you guys. You guys will get to that point as well. And again, at the biggest thing, whether it's, you know, how much you weigh, what your body fat is, you know, strength, endurance, performance, whatever the goal may be. And then obviously how our clothes fit and how we look in the mirror. And, and the leaner you get, you can start to look in the mirror and you can make choices based off that. So, and again, some people are carb sensitive, some people aren't, but I think we're all obviously calorie sensitive in terms of how our bodies look and move and feel. And again, that's a choice you guys have to make as you, you know, kind of track macros and just understand all this can change you guys. What I'm doing now might not work for me two years from now, might not work for me five years from now. If you're a female and you're, you know, 22, what you do at 22 probably won't work at 32. Once you become a mom, if you're an older lady and menopause comes or you have some hormonal shifts or changes or job changes and you start to travel more, all these things shift and change, so it's why we don't make meal plans, and it's why we talk about lifestyle and what works for us and our schedules and what our goals are and how we train. And I'll dig into this more in other podcasts, but just understanding the premise of all this is just being mindful of what you eat every day, being committed to a you know maybe certain eating windows or a certain amount of meals per day, and being active every single day, and understanding like what you eat directly affects you know your goals and how you look and move and feel for life and know that it's going to change over time and that what you do today might not work a year from now. Um, it might be harder. It might be easier. It just depends. You know, us comparing ourselves to, you know, what we were in high school. People say like, well, my high school weight was this. I'm like, who gives a shit? You're 40 fucking four now. Like what you were at 16 is irrelevant. I don't care. Or you, well, people say, well, you know, I was skinny my whole life and now I'm not and I'm 52. I'm like, well, that was the old you. This is the new you. We maybe have to do things a little bit differently. And as we age, obviously it gets a little bit tougher and a little bit harder. Uh, time is always fighting against us because we're, you know, kind of always getting a little bit older, softer and wrinklier, um, even myself. So it's just kind of part of the game, man. And you're going to have to do 
a little bit extra work and be a little bit more diligent and be realistic about your goals and what you want to do and what you want to get out of it and to be extremely lean. Um, and we'll talk on this as well later in a different cast. Like it's really tough to do and you have to be really mindful of the choices. And, you, and as you get older, you're probably going to get away with less shit. Um, the days of just, you know, being super active and eating trash like you did when you were 12 years old is probably not going to happen anymore. So just being very aware. But for most of you, if I'm generally speaking, you're going to be super successful. If you get quality sleep, you try not to stress a ton. You can be active every single day. It's just moving your body. And again, being committed to eating, you know, quality protein, produce, green vegetables, healthy fats, and limiting all the other crazy stuff around there. And really just picking and choosing your spots. And I know it's one of the toughest things you guys will ever do in your life, short of some real life altering shit. Um, but mastering how you eat 24 7, 365 is one of the toughest things you can do because it's a decision you have to win two to three to four times a day, every single day for the rest of your life. And there's no other way to get around it. If there was something easier, I would prescribe it for you guys. That's why I eat the same kind of pattern of basic stuff twice a day. Because if I know I'm eating two times a day, there's only two times I can fuck up. It's pretty simple. If I'm eating six times a day, now I have six chances to miss. If I'm only eating two, which works for me, I'm only, you know, I can only mess up two times. And for me, eating a bigger meal, I'm fuller for longer. And I tend to do better that way because, you know, satiation and satiety, you know, how your brain and gut communicate is based off of meal size, not meal frequency. And so it works better for me personally. It might work better for you. It might not. You might be a person who is better on four meals a day. You just have to do trial and error and play with it. That's why there is no holy grail. There is no one thing. And again, understanding what works for me might work for you. It might not work for you. What your friend did and what your friend is doing, oh, my friend's on keto and it works for her. You're not your fucking friend. You don't have the same body type. You don't have the same genetics. You don't have the same lifestyle. Nothing is the same. Now, I'm not saying it can't work for you, but just because your buddy does it or the girl on Instagram does it or the guy down the street does it doesn't mean it's going to make your life perfect and doesn't mean it's going to be your ideal eating style either because we're all individually different. We all crave certain things. We all have different hormones. And we're always going to be shifting and changing. So just know that. Um, and hopefully this helps you guys. I know it's a little bit more in detail than you wanted, but I'm giving you, you know, my take of what I would suggest you can do to be successful and what I personally do. And again, for me, it's keeping it simple, stupid protein, produce, healthy fats, waters. I do better on a higher protein, higher fat diet. I do better with the fasting myself. That works for me. I have some semblance of control. I have some semblance of a schedule and I'm very strict and regimented about it. And it really does you know, work for me. The less decisions I have to make, uh, the better I tend to do at it. And the less complex the meals are, the easier it is for me to track it and understand what's going in and what's coming out. And to make changes is a lot easier. So hopefully that helps. Uh, if you're on iTunes right now, stop. Don't be a lazy ass. Drop us a five-star. Leave a comment. Love to see it. And if you have a friend who's confused about uh, maybe nutrition, they're into fad diets, they're looking to always make you know stupid choices or jump ship or try something for two weeks, four weeks, shoot this to them, send this to them. It can help them you know, more than you know. And I'll say it to you guys too if you're listening. If you're changing stuff every two fucking weeks, you can't do that. Give something eight weeks. Give something 12 weeks. Like Give it a try and track your progress. You know, See how you look, see how you move, see how you feel. Have some metric, but give something a go for 90 days before you start jumping ship and doing nine different things. And people always say like, oh, I tried everything. You didn't try everything. You tried three fucking things and you half-assed the three things. They didn't work. Like You have not tried every single thing. I promise you that. There's something out there that works for all of us. You just have to have patience and you have to be willing to put in the effort and see how it works over time. So Anything else you guys want to hear in the podcast, hit me up. Let me know. I'm happy to record it. I have a ton of stuff in the queue from you guys, and so I'll pump out some more stuff probably later this weekend if I can or for sure early next week. So 
Until next time, you guys, eat well, train hard, be nice people, and please keep doing shit you love with people you enjoy because your life is too short not to. I'll talk to you guys soon. Peace.